Hello, my friends again, and thank you for joining us today on The Daily Dig, where each day we dig into God's Word, searching for truth that will encourage us to deepen our faith. We are living in trying times, and we must strive each day to draw our strength from God's Word. Come along with Jacob Smith as we dig into God's Word together. And welcome to another episode of The Daily Dig. I'm so glad that you've joined us. We are excited about uh, the study that we are doing in the book of Luke. And we talked about last time about how Luke was writing so that we could be assured of our faith, so that he could set some things in order for us to study them out. He Not completely chronologically, but very close. And he not only that, but he wrote to uh, the most excellent Theophilus. And one of the things that we talked about was is that we're not sure if this is an actual individual or if he's just writing to the people who love God. And either way we look at that, we see that the Bible is written for us, and we are really getting into a great story, a great account today in verse number five. Verse number five, it says this. It says, there was in the days of Herod the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abia. And his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Now here we're being introduced to two new people. And now, no doubtedly, Luke is giving us the uh, tip of the historical side of things so that we could understand, okay, where is this in history? Because Not only did he lay things down chronologically, but he gave us some clues historically so that we could know that this was factually uh, an accurate account. He introduces us to Zacharias, who was a priest, his wife, Elizabeth, and it says this in verse number six, it says, and they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. Verse number seven gives us the context, and there were And they had no children because Elizabeth was barren. And now we find out in in verse number seven that they also were older in years. They were up in age. And so we see this priest faithfully uh, committing to his duties. We see that not only is he being faithful as a priest, but his wife, a little older in age, him and his wife, both older in age, They were both very faithful. It says they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments. They were doing the things that they were supposed to be doing. And isn't that interesting in our lives that we could see just like Zacharias and Elizabeth experienced that God uses the people who are being faithful in their lives. They are doing what they are supposed to be doing, walking in the ways of the Lord. And we know that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And then as we do that, he establishes our thoughts. He establishes our goings. He establishes what we're supposed to be doing. And we see that it it came to pass, verse number eight, that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense. So now we find Zacharias He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. His job, it tells us, was to burn the incense. Uh, and as the he was burning the incense, people on the outside were praying, verse number 10. And then uh, while he's doing that, we see verse number 11, it reveals something special happens to him. 
and the angel of the Lord on the right side of the altar begins talking to him. He, he appears, he begins talking to Zacharias, and no doubt, like probably us today, verse number 12 tells us what happens to him and probably what happened to us. It says, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. Now we see that Zacharias is doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's serving the Lord. He's burning the incense. People are outside praying, but on the inside, God was doing a work delivering a message to Zacharias. And he sees this angel and he gets afraid. Now, the words fear not are brought up time and time and time again. And we know that there is a tremendous amount of fear. We see this even in my mind. I'm reminded of Gideon. Gideon has an encounter with an angel. He becomes afraid. He has doubts and fears. We see the same thing with Zacharias. But the angel says, fear not. He says, thy prayer is heard. Now Zacharias is probably, I can't say for sure, but he's probably racking his brain going, oh, what, what prayer? What prayer? He says, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son. Ah, that prayer. And thou shalt call his name John. One of the things I love about this is the meanings of names. You see, Zacharias, his name means Jehovah remembers. Then we see Elizabeth, her name is God is my oath. And then here comes the Lord delivering a message, tells him, hey, I'm going to deliver a son. The prayer that you've been praying for, you've been praying for a son. I'm going to send that son that you've been praying for. We know this, without faith, it is impossible to please God, but it says he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So Zacharias and his wife were faithful in their prayers, praying for a son. Now Zacharias is perked up and he's been given, he says, hey, uh, the son that you're going to be given you're going to call him John. That name means Jehovah is gracious. Don't we serve a gracious God? He gives us so many things that we don't deserve. He empowers us to do beyond what we could do. But then this is verse number 14 that's so good. It says, and thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. Now we see that this, this fearful priest who was scared of what, what is being told him, he, he's almost astounded at what's being delivered to him. Now let's, let's put a picture in our mind now. On the inside of the temple, here, here he is doing what he should be doing, burning incense. God appears to him, speaks to him, and on the outside, people are praying. They, they don't even realize what is happening on the inside. Verse number 15, it says, For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. Now, this is a wonderful point to make is that 
he is telling him not only his name, but he tells him he's going to take the Nazarite vow. If you want to uh, look that up and study that out more further, uh, that would be uh, a great study to see how we're separated under the Lord, and, and and they that took the Nazarite vow were were doing the same thing in a very special way. But we see that God tells him he's going to be used of God, he's going to be committed to God, and not only that, he's going to go forward, verse number 17, in the spirit and power of Elijah. Now this perks his, his interest. He's like, Elijah was used of God. And it says, to turn the hearts of the fathers and children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now he's being told, John, he's going to go before the Lord. He's going to prepare the way for the Messiah to come. Now this catches him off guard. This is pretty powerful. And so this faithful uh, priest who is now uh, taking God at his word he starts to have a little bit of doubt. Verse number 18, Zechariah said, how, how shall I know or whereby shall I know this? I'm old and my wife is old. Verse number 19, the angel says, I'm Gabriel. So now this whole time, this, this conversation with the angel, Gabriel reveals himself and he says, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I'm telling you these things. I'm the one telling you this good news. Isn't that amazing? Shouldn't we be excited to have good news? And now verse number 21, and the people on the outside, uh, people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he took so long. Oh, God must be doing something. He's taken forever in there. And now look at this. It says this in verse number 22, when he came out, he could not speak. One of the things that we see that verse number 20 reveals to us is that while the angel Gabriel is speaking to him, he says, you, you, you want to doubt? Well, here's for certain that God is giving you this message. Until that baby is born, you're going to be dumb. Or uh, th that word dumb means uh, mute. You can't speak. And in this particular context, he says, you're not going to be able to speak until the day that these things are performed or until the day that he is born and named John. And now we see it right here as people are remaining speechless. They see him come out, and it came to pass, verse number 23, that as soon as the day's administration was done, as soon as Zacharias was done doing what God had uh, called him to do and had him in order to do. As soon as his job was done, he res returned home. His wife uh, became pregnant and she hid herself for five months. And Elizabeth was not only uh, hiding for the five months, but it says this, thus hath the Lord, verse 25, dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. She viewed the pregnancy as a blessing from God. You know, as we go about our lives today, one of the things that we could be mindful of is this is setting the table for the, the good news of the gospel, the, the good news of Christ's birth coming, and, and not only that, but the eventual death, burial, and resurrection. We are coming up on something so wonderful, but let us not overlook the fact that it, Zacharias was faithful. Elizabeth was faithful. 
And not only that, he 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 was spoken to by God in a very special way. And in that moment, he had just a little bit of doubt. Could I encourage us as we are going about our day today? Could we take God at his word? Uh, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As we hear God's word speak something into our heart, if God's word is speaking to us, can we take that at face value and obey? These are wonderful truths. There is great joy in the presence of, of child rearing and child bearing. But one of the things we may not forget that we, we, we should not forget is this one thing, that when God says it, that settles it. And so God was setting in order, John being born, John coming into this earth, and this is going to be a little bit of a couplet, if you will. This is going to be paired with another announcement. So we have an announcement and then another announcement. We have a birth and another birth. And so we're going to see them paired together and some of the differences as we look ahead. May you have a wonderful day. May this encourage your heart that God is still on the throne. God is still moving. God is still speaking. And when he speaks it, we resolve to obey exactly what God says. May you have a wonderful day and God bless. I hope you were encouraged by the word of God today and challenged to dig deeper on your walk with the Lord. It is my prayer that you find strength each day digging deeper into God's word. If you're looking for more resources, you can find them on thedailydig.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to the next time on The Daily Dig.